I'm Jay Mac. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Base Code Podcast. Uh oh. No Jess this time. Just good old Jay Mac. Jess has been super busy since she joined the Laravel team, went back to freelancing, speaking at conferences, traveling the world. So she's unavailable to record a series, but I wanted to go ahead and do one because I like kind of recording two a year. Um, I guess we call them mini series, but I guess a better term would be seasons. So again, I like doing two of those a year. Jess and I will probably record together uh, next January or February, heading into the Laravel 10 release. So we'll catch up with her, um, what it's like to be on the Laravel team, all the cool stuff that she's been working on, and of course, building uh, the Laravel 10 shift. But this time, uh, I figured I'd go ahead and record one, and I kind of have some selfish reasons for doing that as well. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that I recently upgraded my audio equipment because I'm going to be recording a new series. Uh, I'll talk more about that as we move on, but this is a good way for me to test out that equipment, uh, see if it's an improvement, which I can already tell that it is. Uh, If you're interested in all the things that I purchased, as people often are, I know I was when I was asking around to upgrade, I'll make sure to kind of list those out in the show notes as well as link to the tweet so you can see the pictures of exactly uh, what I purchased. Another kind of selfish reason is I've hit a few more milestones with Shift and I haven't really shared those yet. And I just thought, again, if I'm going to fill a season of just me, the easiest thing for me to talk about is Shift. I'm not necessarily going to talk about the technical background of it per se. We've done some episodes on that before. Uh, I also don't want to get like super salesy on Shift. Uh, That's just not me. Uh, But I do kind of maybe want to talk about like the origin story. So I thought it'd be good to maybe do like a, a... historical or have kind of a season uh, that I can go back and listen to someday to reminisce on the story of uh, Shift. So again, uh, one of the milestones that's coming up is uh, Shift will be seven years old in November. That's kind of amazing. I I really haven't done anything uh, for seven years. I mean, I guess I've been a PHP programmer for 20 years, but that even hasn't been uh, consistent so I, in between there, I, I wrote a lot of Java. I did uh, a stint as a, a front-end developer for about two years. I uh, worked on iOS for about two years. I was a Ruby developer for a year. Um, so I've really taken a lot of different jobs, a lot of different contracts, and used a lot of different technologies over the years. So I really couldn't even say that I had used PHP directly for seven years straight. So uh, it's just kind of amazing when I think about how long I've, I've kind of been working on Shift. So again, all the more reason to kind of reminisce and uh, kind of go over some of the things with a little bit more of, of a business focus. I've been listening to a lot more business podcasts uh, lately, kind of beyond the Laravel community. You know, I definitely listened to uh, Build Your SaaS with Justin Jackson. From there, I kind of pivoted out to um, Art of Product. And from there, you know, I moved into other things that I hear them talk about. So I heard them, you know, talk about indie hackers, for example. And then I heard them talk about My First Million and on and on and on. So I've really just kind of gotten into those podcasts lately. And Again, making me think of kind of these business things and, and, and things with shift as well. So I just thought that'd be cool to share. We'll see how many I do. Might be six, might be eight. Again, just me uh, kind of solo winging it here uh, as I do with shift. So it, this first episode, let's go way back 
And I mean all the way back to before Shift was even a line of code, before I even had any idea for Shift. And so that would be November 2015. And I was at the PHP World Conference, and I'd just gotten into speaking finally. This took years and years of submissions, but I finally got in to speaking at some of these PHP conferences. And this time, I was actually speaking on upgrading your Laravel application. I think it was called All Aboard Laravel 5 or, or something along those lines. And it was basically about upgrading from Laravel 4.2 to Laravel 5, its new features. And I had upgraded a few Laravel applications, but I by no means at that time would have called myself a Laravel developer. And after that talk, I remember Taylor, uh, Taylor Otwell, the creator of Laravel, was in the hallway and we just got to chatting. I didn't really know, again, much about Laravel. You know, Taylor didn't have the following he has now. So to me, it, there wasn't really a barrier to, to come up and talk to him. To me, he was he was another uh, attendee at the conference, uh, you know, at that point in time. And I just remember talking to him and, you know, asking, hey, uh, you know, with this new Laravel 5, do you have any like upgrade scripts or are you going to build anything like that um, to kind of help with the process? And I was mentioning that, you know, Magento has uh, these shell scripts that you can run. They're basically large patch files and they attempt to kind of patch the core files. And I think CakePHP, which I had worked with for one of their pretty large breaking changes, they included a command with the new version of the framework to, you know, kind of help you with that, with that larger, more annoying change. It didn't do everything, but it, it focused on this one piece at least. So I had seen these in the community, and, and so I kind of, again, I was approaching him with this kind of backstory. And basically, you know, uh, Taylor made a few words, was just kind of like, no, but I'd use it. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, that night, there was a hackathon. So I had already kind of put together some simple scripts, again, for these Laravel projects that I was upgrading myself from 4.2 to 5.0. So I kind of had, uh, you know, some th some things that renamed the folders and I had some scripts that uh, maybe updated class names uh, for like the inheritance for controllers and things of that nature, um, you know, changing uh, the eloquent model and so forth. But they weren't all necessarily in one place and, and it definitely wasn't something that I could share. And at this point in time, I was really just thinking, hey, I'm going to make this thing and I'm, I'm going to share it. I'm going to blog about it or, or something. There, were, there was no concept at that time of a SaaS, uh, not at all. This was really just kind of for personal organization, really. It was just something to do at the hackathon that was sparked from this conversation with Taylor. So I sat at his table and it was kind of funny. At the time, he was working on Vue. It's kind of crazy to think, you know, Laravel was in this place where it was really just kind of its first major version release. Uh, it was starting to gain traction. You know, Vue wasn't even in there. Tailwind's not around. Shift isn't around. Uh, you know, the community definitely isn't as large as it is now. It's kind of it's crazy. But anyway, I, I hacked together all these scripts and then I needed a project to kind of test it on because all mine were upgraded. And honestly, I think at the time I, I, I maybe I was still using SVN or something. So it really wasn't very easy to get like an old copy prior to the upgrade. And I remember going around to like all the tables of the hackathon, you know, and just, hey, do you guys have a Laravel project? Do you guys have, like no one had a Laravel project. I think Taylor like 
tweeted out again I, I had no following at the time maybe you know 50 people and I think Taylor might have had 20,000 so he tweeted something out for me and just said hey you know if you got an older project um, you know contact this guy kind of thing uh, and I had the next day I had a few people reach out so I, I worked um, with them I just kind of ran it and got their feedback and kind of saw how it worked what didn't work um, what they thought about it most of these projects were pretty straightforward and honestly I, I i didn't get the sense that the people used um the upgrade they i think they were just maybe being helpful uh, but i did get some feedback and and i kind of kept working on it so uh let me let me kind of look at the uh the git history here for a second okay so i'm on laravelshift.com i, I said there was going to be uh no code but here's some code uh, i'm going to run git log dash dash reverse and let's see, okay, initial commit was at 8 p.m. So this is just me firing up the project November 24th, Tuesday, November 24th, 2015 at, at basically eight o'clock. Uh, and from there, I made probably about four or five commits. So it looks like according to the commit messages, and, and see, these are why commit messages are important. Don't just say whip. Someday you could have a cool, you know, SAS, uh, a successful, you know, project of some kind, and you might want to go back and look and, and kind of reminisce a bit, right? And, you know, I've got cool, I actually have good commit messages here. Look at this, this is awesome. Initial Laravel app creation was at eight o'clock. By 10 o'clock, I had added GitHub and Bitbucket authentication, and this was using Socialite. So Laravel Socialite, so that, that, was, that was pretty straightforward. Uh, and then I have Saturday, Okay, so so a couple of initial commits uh, and then the authentication. And then by Saturday, I had user can purchase a shift. So on I remember on the on the flight home, I kept working on this. Uh, so that that probably would have been Saturday. Sunday, I, I kept uh, working on it. So it looks like I integrated GitLab, which didn't exist at the time. So I actually had to backport that to Socialite. So it looks like I, I'm using a development version of Socialite that includes uh, GitLab and OAuth 2 versions. Uh, for authentication. So according to the commit message, that's what I'm doing. So it looks like basically each night after that weekend, so I probably went back to work, <laughs> and each night that that week and the following week, so Monday, November 30th, Tuesday, December 1st, I kept working on the site. So basically, by that following weekend, the site was complete. Now, shift is in two parts. So there weren't a lot of commits at the very beginning, uh, and in fairness, this what I'm looking at here is LaravelShift.com. So I probably built the site after the fact. So I'm thinking now that Tuesday, November 24th, was probably the following week. Let me get into the shift code base, and let's do the same command. Yeah, okay, so... So the shift code base is actually a week earlier, and this has far more frequent commits um, during that time. So starting Thursday, November 19th, 2015, uh, at 8 p.m., and then working on that pretty much daily, it seems like, or at least in the evenings <laughs> of, of the weekdays, I worked on the engine as well as the website to have everything uh, ready to go. At the time, I was working with my buddy, Sean. He had moved into like product management, but he has a design background. And I remember just kind of asking him to give me just kind of like a one-page design. And I remember 
it kind of just set. I, again, I didn't really, I didn't have a plan. I was kind of just working on this thing because I thought it was neat. But, you know, clearly from looking just quickly at the Git history, like I integrated purchasing relatively early on. So I had to have thought that these were valuable in some sense, like this would be a valuable service. The kicker was, you know, I priced this thing ridiculously, ridiculously laughably cheap uh, at first. So maybe we'll talk more about that, but let's let's finish up this whole kind of launching of, of Shift. Basically, I remember kind of chatting with Taylor about it on and off, um, you know, after the conference, getting his input. Uh, and, and he brought to my attention that, well, well hey, I'm actually going to be finishing, I think he was finishing Laravel 5.2 at that time. Uh, and so he was kind of telling me, oh, I'm, I'm actually going to release uh, Laravel 5.2 probably, you know, like early next year. And so I kind of like stopped everything and, and started working on 5.2. So my plan was going to be to release, okay, 5.2, 5.1, and then the 5.0 shift. And the 5.0 shift would be kind of the big one. But now I kind of had like a product catalog. And that felt a little more like tangible to me. Because like, who wants to launch one tiny thing, right? I, I think it's it's tough. You know, it's better when you can bundle things or kind of have a bit of a catalog, right? It, there's just more chance that you're going to reach a, a customer if you, if you have more of an offering, right? So anyway, I remember distinctly, I was working on it. I hadn't really launched anything and I saw some tweet and he like released it like right before Christmas. I think, I think literally like December 23rd. And I remember after we went to that evening's Christmas event, I stayed up, you know, for a couple hours, not necessarily all night, but I remember staying up and getting it done enough to launch. I remember like basically building the 5-2 shift that evening. That way it could be ready for market. You know, it was it was going to be a couple days behind, but again, it, it was the holidays, so I just didn't get the sense everyone, you know, was going to be upgrading right that minute per se. Uh, and so again, I, I think I launched it. Let me see if I can find it in the in the history here, the launch stuff for the website. So here we go. I actually, again, I've got I've got a nice Git tag that basically just says launch, and I don't think I've ever made a tag since then. So this is kind of funny. So it was Tuesday, December twenty second, two thousand fifteen. But I can see a flurry of commits that start and stream in that entire evening, and then early the next morning, Wednesday, December twenty third. Uh, I can see, again, just continual commits as the day goes on. So I probably was off on Wednesday the 23rd. Uh, and again, I basically stayed up a little bit late on the 22nd to get everything uh, built. And I actually launched, it looks like, Tuesday, December 22nd uh, at 8 p.m. So I launched, toyed around with it for a bit, and it looks like I went to sleep, maybe, maybe not, no, it looks like I kept working on it. And then at 1 a.m., I launched the Laravel 5.2 shift. So everything was launched, went to sleep, it looks like. And then the next day around lunch, I made some tweaks to 5.2. Uh, I messed around with some of the Socialite integration to kind of fix that up. It looks like I had an issue with uh, one of my ENV variables. And then... It looks like the order confirmation screen. You could like put in like your order number in the URL and see anyone's like 
order confirmation screen. Not that it said anything. It just said, hey, you're, this shift is ran. But the point is you could see someone else's. So it looks like I patched that. Um, again, over the next uh, few days, including Christmas, uh, it looks like I do actually have Friday, December 25th, 2015. There is a commit here to change ENV to config. Um, so yeah, it's kind of funny. I remember I launched it and Taylor tweeted about it or retweeted my tweet at least. And I remember getting immediate sales pretty much. Not necessarily a lot. I launched with crazy low pricing, uh, but I just, I was so excited to get it out there. And again, I remember being on the fence about even making it paid. I kind of mitigated that by, by keeping it a low price, but, but it really, it, after that tweet, it had some users right away. I, I remember uh, Frake was definitely one. I didn't even know him at the time, but I remember he was definitely one of the first 10 users, if not the first five. I know Jeffrey Way tried it out. Taylor, of course, tried it out. So yeah, it, super cool to see that it, that it all came in. So from really concept to launch to actually making money uh, was just a little over a month. It was from Thursday, November 19th, 2015, to Wednesday, December 23rd, 2015. So again, just over a month. And yeah, I worked on it every night, you know, but at the same time, it definitely, it definitely wasn't hours and hours and hours and hours of my time necessarily. It was, it was fun. Uh, you know, looking at the commit messages, I can see that it's not like I was working on it the entire day. You know, it was, it was kind of a weekend warrior thing, uh, and then, and then once I saw that five, two was launched, I kind of, I kind of realized, oh man, I, I need to, I need to ride this wave. And then there was a flurry of work. Uh, but you know, had it not been kind of during that holiday time where I was off, uh, you know, maybe who knows, maybe I, I wouldn't have done it. And I might, I might've missed that initial release window or something, but, uh, you know, I'm actually a believer that luck, uh, does play a factor. I mean, I, I think I think you have to be kind of right place, right time. And that's not to dismiss um, all the other things that need to happen here. You know, the, the idea, the work, the execution, the discipline, um, you know, the, a little bit of strategy, but I just wouldn't consider myself, again, necessarily strategic. Again, speaking for myself here, um, I know it's a bit of a controversial topic. You know, again, when you listen to all these business podcasts and these founders, you know, they they don't want to say it was luck for, for some of these people. But for me, there was no strategy. I, I was having fun working on this. Uh, you know, I got motivated by, by hearing the opportunity from Taylor. Uh, and again, had I not talked to Taylor and just tried to release this out of nowhere, I, I don't think... I don't think it would have done as well, to be honest. I think, again, it was right place at right time. I, I was talking to Taylor. I stayed in communication with him. And it sounded like at the, in the beginning, it was a project that he was he was interested in. Uh, and, and his retweets definitely helped. I've, I've said this a hundred times. Anytime Taylor retweets anything, uh, it's it's just an, an immediate bump. I mean, he is the influencer for Laravel, 100%. He is the top influencer you can get. Otherwise, this was kind of just a weekend project that I was hacking on for my own use. And I, I do think that counts for something, but uh, it, it, it probably wouldn't count for immediate sales. Uh, that's that's kind of that whole unicorn, uh, just crazy, awesome idea thing. And I, I don't necessarily think that shift uh, falls into that category. 
It was buggy. <laughs> it was buggy and hacked together very quickly, as you can tell from the story. So I'll talk more about that uh, in a future episode. I think the next one, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the pricing uh, and the backstory there, uh, decisions to do it, and, and how I've raised prices uh, over the years, when and why. So um, stay tuned again. Good old J-Mac this season, and uh, see you all next time. Show notes for this episode can be found at basecodefieldguide.com slash 49.